What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fitness Oracle. Uh, today, we have a very, very, very special guest, um, Gunther Mueller. He actually blew me away with this episode. Uh, I'm still trying to reel in everything that um, every everything that he said in every in this entire hour and a half. Um, I could honestly, I could have gone even further with him into deeper topics into what he was talking about with us. So really quickly, uh, Gunther Mueller is an optimal health strategist, both physical and mental. Uh, he specializes, uh, his speciality, excuse me, is in extremely, is in something called the, the magnetic mind method. And in this episode, He's going to be sharing with us what it really is and how this is taking the personal development movement by complete storm. So his clients actually learn how to turn thoughts into things. And this is actually in quotes because this is something that he says that he can do and become conscious creators so that they can also live a life that they absolutely love. Now, I'm warning you guys, everything in this episode is amazing. Grab a pen and paper with you, pause it. It's, this whole thing is going to take an hour and a half, but you're, it's going to take longer. You're going to need to pause this thing from time to time to make sure that you write it and re rewind it because there's a ton of golden nuggets. It took me forever to find three or four just to put them in the intro. So we talk about choosing what you truly want, creating structure, living in the emotion of the end results, unplugging yourself and recoding yourself. So you can get that. He goes into it a lot more into detail. And then into he goes into a line of action, action steps that you can actually take uh, to, uh, to better yourself in this life. Again, you guys are, are in for a treat. Um, I've listened to this episode maybe four or five times, and it's still new to me every time. Uh, just trying to edit it. So grab a pen and paper. Buckle down for the next couple of hours. Uh, the episode itself is an hour and a half long. But it's gonna you're gonna be pausing it, rewinding it, seeing what did he say? What did he say? How do I do this? Trust me, trust me. I did that. It took me like three hours just to go through it. So you guys are in for a real treat. So before we get into the show, I want to ask you a question: Are you okay with the yo-yo effects of diets that don't work? We have created here at, the, at VO Fitness a foolproof 12-week system that will not only help you shed the weight that you have gained over COVID, but give you a blueprint to help you move into a slimmer looking you. The best part is that we focus so heavily on the mindset aspect for your transformation that you are not only going to love the body that you're about to get, what you get actually get with this program is a 12-week workout guide, a proven nutritional system, nutritional system, the full master key system, one-on-one -on -one support with me, 
a community of others that are there to support and cheer you on and so much more. So don't wait any longer. Stop making excuses. Take control of the one thing that you can control, you. So click the link in the show notes below and let's have a talk. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. So don't forget to subscribe. Hit the bell. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell. And please, 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 if you know anybody who's suffering from uh, mental health uh, issues, please share this with them as it may help them give them a true guideline into how to become creators of their life. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, or whatever streaming service you use, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review as it will help us reach out to more people that are suffering from mental health issues. And don't forget, we have just launched to head over to Patreon as we created our own Patreon page and sign up to get exclusive content that you will not find anywhere else just for a cup of coffee, cup of coffee a month. You can get access to a private Discord channel, monthly workouts, early access to these podcasts, and so much more. Again, thank you so much for supporting us in our mission. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this extended intro, and I hope you enjoy the show. What I want to share with your audience today is, look, man, you're not broken, okay? There's nothing to fix. And it's because in our lifetime, we have been taught the problem-solving reality. When we don't have what we want, we immediately go about trying to solve the problem to get what we want. And that's what the personal development space has been all about. Is like, are we supposed to want what the rest of the world wants? Are we supposed to want what we see in all this digital imaging and social media? Is that what we're supposed to want? Is that what we're supposed to be? A, like, who, who am I? So I'm going to share the most important question in anybody that's accomplished anything great in life, from Tiger Woods to LeBron James to Madonna, Prince, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, I don't care who we look at in the celebrity realm. If you look at all of them, they're not perfect personalities. They have not refined every aspect. I'll tell you the one common denominator that they all have is that they've all focused on what they love to do. Welcome to the Fitness Oracle, where we have real conversations with real people, just like you, with real stories, just like yours. And this is one of their stories. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Gunther Mueller from Magnetic Mind Method. He is an optimal health strategist. He has spent the better part of the last decade working closely with over 300 medical professionals in a variety of specialities, assisting them bringing life-changing therapies to their patients that help them feel younger, healthier, and vibrant again. Gunther enjoys living in in Anthem, Arizona, loves to ski, kite surf, 
hike, bike, read, and experience life he loves uh, in the American Southwest. He delivers the education, insights, understandings, and sometimes complex information in simple, easy to understand conversation that inspires people to act and take charge of their own life now. Today, Gunther is extremely excited to be sharing the revolutionary magnetic mind method that is taking the personal development movement by storm so that his clients can learn how to turn thoughts into things and become conscious creators so they so that they can live a life that they absolutely love he has having the entrepreneurial spirit for the past 30 years gunther has been involved in several different industries created brought and sold businesses and earned millions of dollars in the process which gives him a unique perspective and ability to see things differently and to coach his clients through sometimes daunting problems and life situations he has also been personally mentored by chris duncan the creator of the magnetic mind method and is certified to assist others in learning how to magnetically manifest a life that they love in all aspects gunther welcome to the show hey john so good to be here on the fitness oracle that is a very long and thorough introduction thank you so much no problem how is arizona i miss that state you miss it? I've been here for about four years and uh, had to take some time getting used to the heat, you know, between June and September. Uh, just having monsoon season right now. It's incredible amounts of rain coming through here. But um, I love this place. About eight months of the year, I think it's just about perfect. Yeah, yeah. I was there back in May of 2020, 2012. Ah, okay. We missed that state. Yeah, it's great. You know, we got amazing things like the Grand Canyon, Lake Powell, Sedona. I live in the northern edge of Phoenix, a little town called Anthem, Arizona, and um, you know, close to the airport. And uh, I still can get to a lot of cool stuff pretty quickly. Very good, very good. Uh, if you don't mind, if we don't mind deep diving deep into this uh, mindset method, because. I was watching your videos this morning on it, and I'm just completely blown away and in very intrigued with it. So, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll go as deep as you want to go. Awesome. <laughs> when were you first exposed to it? You know, I can tell you that at the end of 2017, I had a very traumatic event happen to me uh, within 90 seconds. On a 90 second phone call, I lost a business that I had spent five years building. I built a $20 million a year company in about three, three years and um, was doing close to about seven figures a year. And in a 90 second phone call due to a contractual issue, everything that I had put together and worked for got wiped out. And so you can imagine the trauma or the cold sweat that ran over my body. And just because I loved what I was doing and uh, I spent the next two and a half years just really figuring out, okay, if I'm going to create something new again, how am I going to be able to hang on to it? How am I going to be able to keep it? Because I've had 30 years of entrepreneurial experience, everything from food distribution to re owning restaurants and the solar industry, the coffee industry, the medical industry, um, done a lot of amazing things, created a lot of things. My thing in my life was that what I created, I wasn't able to hold on to sometimes. All right. And it just kind of would slip through my fingers and then I have to create it again. 
And so that's kind of my pattern. And I was basically sick and tired of having to reinvent myself and do something else again that I, I went on about a two and a half, three year search. And I, I came across, you know, I do some training for some of the great names of like Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi and people like that. So I've been in the personal development movement for a long time. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars going to courses and seminars and all different kinds of stuff over 30 years. And so I, there's, there's not much I haven't done or haven't explored in that time. Okay. And when I came across uh, Chris Duncan, he's, he's out of Australia and he doesn't really do any personal stuff anymore. So he's created some coaches in the world. I'm probably one of 200 people in the world right now that do this, what we're calling a revolution in the personal development space, because what I want to share with your audience today is look, man, you're not broken. Okay. There's nothing to fix. And it's because in our lifetime, we have been taught the problem solving reality. When we don't have what we want, we immediately go about trying to solve the problem to get what we want. And that's what the personal development space has been all about. There's something about myself, my personality, my nature, my being, there's something wrong with me. And I need to fix that in order to have what I want. The big picture of what I want to share with you and your listeners today is that we need to get out of that problem-solving reality and purely take the creator stance. You are a superconscious creator. Everything that you experience to this point in your life, you do have to take a level of responsibility for because you are creating it. And this is not my opinion. This is 50 years of research in the quantum physical sciences this is the nature of the universe. This is the nature of reality. And I'll share one experiment with you that shows that. The quantum physicists have found that the particles that they experiment with, whether they be photons or quarks, or they have all these amazing names in that quantum physical field, the particle does not exist until the observer intends to observe it or intends to work with it, right? So it is our intention, it's our mental conscious awareness and capacity that actually creates one of these particles to show up, to even work with. And that is the essence of manifestation, the essence of creation. And before the show started, I shared with you, look, what you focus on grows. And so if we're always in the problem-solving mentality, the problem-solving stance we are focusing on that which we don't want most of the time. We're focusing on the problem. And if we focus on the problem, guess what grows? The problem continues to perpetuate, continues to manifest itself, continues to show up. When we back out of trying to solve the problem and we actually choose what we'd love, and I mean, coming from a place of choosing what you would just love. And if I asked you, John, you know, if you told me you wanted something, you wanted to create something, I say, why do you want that? And you might tell me a story about why you want it. And I'm going to be like, no, no, no. A true choice has to be when you come from that place and you say, I want it just because I want it. I want it just because I would love to experience it. I want it for no other reason then it's what I truly desire and just want to experience. It's not a stepping stone unto something else. 
All right. So I, I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs and they come to me a lot of times and they say, look, I need a successful business. I want to manifest. I want to create a successful business so that I can have abundance, so that I can have financial freedom, so that I can have you know, these other things that I want in my life. And so I have to pump the brakes on that true choice and say, look, you're, you're looking at a business to be a stepping stone unto another experience. The business or creating something like that may not be the true choice. And if you go forward with that true choice, it may create frustration and struggle. It may create a reality that you don't like, that you really didn't want to be in because you wanted something else. And so the first step of the magnetic mind is a true choice, a true desire, a true end result. And this goes to the concept of beginning with the end in mind. And we have to be able to get a picture or visualize what we truly would love our life to look like, right? If we don't have that, then we're creating kind of by accident, we're creating, a lot of us have been taught, we choose by consensus. Look, if you're that type of person that before you will say what you want or really um, land on what you want, you have to take a survey and you have to see what everybody else is going to approve of, family, friends, siblings, whatever, right? Um, if I choose this thing, is everybody going to like me? Is everybody going to approve of me? If that's it, that's a choice by consensus. If you have uh, three things that you're choosing between and you choose the least evil of the three, that's a choice by default or by elimination. That's not a true choice. It's not a, it's not a choice that you would just love. And it's, it's really because we haven't spent any time in that imaginative state, thinking, contemplating, meditating on what we as an individual being would truly love to experience. So I'm gonna pause there for a minute, see if all that's making sense and if you, if you have any questions around that. Um, I do, and I do wanna get deeper into the, you know, the five steps of this whole mindset, uh, this mind, my, this, what do we call Magnetic it? mind the, method. Thank you, the magnetic mind method. I know there's five steps and I wanna go into detail into all of them. But you said something, a couple of things there I want to touch up on right now. Yeah. And a lot of people listening to this podcast, at some point in time, maybe now, they may feel that they are broken. And you said something really interested. Why are we not broken? I mean, everything around us that, 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 that's, that's telling us, it's like, we are broken. We consistently need to fix ourselves. There's this part that we need to fix. There's that part that we need to fix. At one point it could, it could get to the point where it's like too much. Yeah. So how can we break something like that? I mean, cause it's so ingrained into us. Yeah. So it's getting into the quantum physical reality of looking at what is now as just what is. The only power that we have in life is the power of choice. Think about it. From the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you go to bed at night, you choose what time you're going to get up. What are you going to wear? Are you going to take a shower? You're not going to take a shower. What are you going to eat? How are you going to get there? Public transportation? You're going to drive a car, right? Uh, what time am I going to get there? What time am I going to leave? What am I going to have for lunch? Choice after choice after choice has 
a result. It has a consequence. It has an outcome. So when I say you're not broken, it doesn't mean that there is something inherently messed up inside, that you were born wrong or some your parents screwed you up or the society screwed you up or something happened, whether it's abuse or a trauma or anything that has happened in life. What's happened is you as an individuated being, and what I mean by individuated is that we are all part of the infinite field of possibility. And a lot of our limitation comes from what we believe is possible, maybe not for other people or somebody else, but what's really possible for us. And that's what matters is what do we believe is possible for us as individuals, right? And so the way we are today is just the way we are. And we've crafted our identity through pain, trauma, pleasure, We've made decisions and choices of to answer the question, what's it like here? How can I survive here? How do I make it through? When we're zero to seven years old, we're deciding, how do I get love? How do I get a safe place to sleep? How do I get food? Um, you know, how do I stay safe? That's what's happening in that we, we learn and we make choices and decisions about how the world is. And based on so many influences and so many factors, primarily parental, some of us had good situations with parents, some of us had terrible situations with parents, right? That has played a role. Now, the fact that you made decisions about what was, you made those decisions to keep yourself safe, to survive, to keep yourself out of pain. That is the number one thing in the human condition. We choose things to minimize pain and hopefully increase pleasure. But sometimes we're not even worried about the pleasure. We're just okay with mediocrity. We're just okay with just accepting something that doesn't hurt. All right. And so when I say you're not broken, it means that you are still in that place to choose what you would love, to consciously choose that which you would just love to experience, no matter what has happened in the past no matter other decisions that you've made. So the identity, and let me just go through the top six self-sabotaging identities that we all have, we all carry them, some of them stronger than others, right? But there's a weird combination and mix of these self-sabotaging identities that we have crafted through the experience of life. Then it starts with, I'm not good enough is probably one of the biggest ones. I'm not good enough to have what I want in life. I'm not good enough to get what I want. And if that is the underlying thought that's running in the subconscious program, and what's the definition of subconscious? Let's clear that up while we're there. The subconscious is like Windows 10 running on your computer. That's the thing that we call the subconscious mind, iOS on your Apple, right? You turn your computer on, it boots up and it's running and you have no idea how it does what it does. You just use it to do what you want to do. Entertain yourself, create a Word document, whatever, right? that the operating system is running. Our subconscious mind is that operating system. And we've made decisions that have been layered into that operating system over a lifetime. And at one point in our life, those decisions served us. They served us to keep us out of pain. Today, let's say more in adult life, those decisions that we made, number one, are not true. 
And number two, they no longer serve us. So I am not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. I'm not capable as that person that continually wants to go to school. One more class, one more degree, one more something, because I'm, I'm either not good enough, not capable. I'm not there yet. I'm just not there yet. I'm just not there yet. I'm not capable enough to do what I really want to do. I'm insignificant is, is one of those patterns that runs in the subconscious mind. I'm, I'm too small. I, I would need to be bigger to have what I want. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm insignificant. Nobody notices me. I don't matter, right? Things around that. Um, I'm not perfect. Many of us deal with a very big perfection complex in that things have to be just right. They have to be just perfect in order for me to move forward. In order for me to get what I want, I need to be perfect. And if that resonates with you, it's not a judgment or anything, just notice it, just be aware of it. And the last one is really, I don't belong. Not belonging to, let's say, a tribe or a group or a family or whatever, there may be some thing there that says, you know, I, I just don't belong. I'm in the wrong place. And no matter what I try to do, no matter what I try to create, if I change jobs or if I do this, I just, I just never feel like I belong. I just don't belong, right? Another piece of the puzzle is also permission. You can see every, everybody else in the world having what they want. Let's say it's intimate, loving relationships or it's abundance and cash flow and having more than enough, or maybe it's in health. You see other people being healthy and vital, and maybe you're wrestling with something biologically that's affecting your physiology, right? And it's not working. It's preventing you from doing what you love to do. But you look into the world and you say, I don't have permission to have that. I don't have the authority to have that. Something happened in the life stream that has limited your permission. So if those things exist, it's not that you're broken. It's not that you have to fix them. You actually just have to let them go. You just let them go by making a new choice. Interesting. Because the position of power is in the choices that you make going forward. Huh. Wow. <laughs> wow. So all I have to say about that is, wow, because I can see myself in pretty much all five of these. Okay. Um, but this is not about me. It's about you and everybody else. So let's stay yeah. focused, which so let, let, let's go to the opposite side. Now, this is a good time to share. Okay. What does a creator stance feel like? Right. If we've spent our lifetime trying to solve the problem of becoming good enough or worthy or capable or significant or perfect or belonging, if we if we've spent most of our lifetime trying to figure out how to solve that problem, well, what does a creator stance sound like? Right. Most of the people listening right now probably want to know, well, what, what is it, how does a creator think? All right. I'm going to share four creator stances and anybody's listening should write these down. All right. I choose to live my true nature and purpose. I just choose it. I choose to live my true nature and purpose. And when that is a true choice, and that is the end result that you would just love to experience, you would love to experience yourself just living your true nature and purpose every day, right? The more we do that, the more it can be drawn into our active experience. This is the quantum physical reality. In the field of infinite possibilities, which all exist, 
everything that's ever been created has been created twice, once in the mind and once in the active experience or the creative real, the, the current reality that we experience. Imagine the mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. And if you ever done virtual reality stuff and stuff like that, you can't, you know, the technology is advancing, of course, but it's going to get to a point where you won't be able to tell the difference between virtual and real. Right. And another creator stance would be, I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. I just choose it. I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. I choose to live the life that I love. And what does that encompass? That encompasses love and money and health, anything that you can imagine. I choose to live the life that I love. Or let's focus on health. I choose to be healthy and vital. Many people in health may say, you know, I need to, or I want to, or I would choose to heal diabetes or heal heart disease or heal Alzheimer's and dementia or whatever issue that you're dealing with. If you focus on the problem of that thing, guess what grows? Guess what condition continues to manifest itself? But if I back out of that problem-solving reality and I focus my being on, I choose to be infinitely healthy and vital. That's my true choice. That's the experience I would just love to experience, being completely healthy, infinitely healthy and vital. That covers all the bases. And if there are any skeptics in the audience right now, you need to go read Greg Braden's work. Lots of videos on YouTube. Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, okay? Uh, Lynn Taggart, who wrote the book, The Field. I want everybody to know this is not my opinion, okay? What I'm sharing with you now is the practical application of decades of research that has been done on this. And that's what we're really looking for. I mean, what's the purpose of reading a book or going to a course or going to a retreat or a seminar or trying to fix yourself? The purpose is because you want what you want, right? You want the results in your life. And that's what the magnetic mind method is and why it's a revolution, because there's five simple practical steps to getting what I want. And it starts with understanding the identity that we have crafted needs to be congruent with the current reality. And unless the identity shifts, the reality will continue to manifest in alignment and congruence with the identity. So then it begs the question, well, how do we shift the identity? How do we go from I'm not good enough to I am good enough? I'm not worthy to I am worthy. I'm insignificant to I'm significant. How do we make that shift? That'll be step four when we talk about that is the magnetic mind mental recode. But we have to do a couple of things before we get to the recode. Okay. Um, let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into it. So choosing what you want in your video on your website, uh, you talk about three steps to get what you really want. What are those three steps? Um, I don't know. I don't recall talking about the three steps to getting what you want. It's really the, it's the five steps. And the first step being the true choice. I may have talked about three ways to really getting to the true choice, to really that, understanding what you love. Right. That's, that's what I meant. And one of those ways is to really spend some quiet time. Look, 
you know, if, if you really want what you want, number one, you have to decide, are you willing to do what's necessary to get it? Or if it gets a little difficult, are you going to quit? Are you going to give up? Right? Do you really want what you want? Is it this true, passionate, internal desire? And I think we talked about this before the show too, you know, men today and, so, and women as well, but when, you know, in your twenties and thirties or this millennial generation, look, when I grew up, there was only three channels on TV and you had to get off the couch to change the channel. Okay. Today we got thousands and thousands of options and there's a confusion that's happening is like, are we supposed to want what the rest of the world wants? Are we supposed to want what we see in all this digital imaging and social media? Is that what we're supposed to want? Is that what we're supposed to be? A, like, who, who am I? So I'm going to share the most important question in, you know, to get to that true choice is you have to answer the question, who am I? Who am I really? And we, I'm sorry, they don't teach it in school. They don't teach it at college. They don't, your parents probably didn't teach you that question. Nobody taught you that question, but who really are you? In the expanse of the universe, who am I? I can share with you how I answer the question, but everybody needs to answer this question for themselves. And everything that I've researched and contemplated and meditated on, you know, I view myself, I answer that question is I am an individuation of the infinite. It's like taking a drop of water out of the ocean. If you take a drop of water out of the ocean, does it cease to be ocean water? No, right? It has all the essence of the ocean, yet it's an individual drop or it's an individual vial of ocean water, but it came from the source. So what I've concluded in my life, what I believe to be, I'm an individuation of all that is. I am this collapsing of the field into this one human experience that I call myself Gunther. Okay, it's my name, <laughs> right? But I am still connected. I did not lose the essence of who I truly am. I am still connected to all wisdom, all reality, everything that's out there, still connected. The thing is, when we come into the human experience, we get born into this world, this three-dimensional experience, we really had to forget who we truly are. Or else the human experience really wouldn't make any sense. Like if you came into this world, you mentioned with me the, you know, the oracles and the Greek tradition. I mean, you had so many powerful you know, examples from Apollo to Zeus to all that stuff, right? Um, if you came into the world knowing you were limitless and invincible and all powerful, the human experience wouldn't make much sense. It wouldn't be that interesting. <laughs> but it's the fact that, you know, some people come to me and say, I just want a pro I want a life that just has no problems. I'm just, I just want a problem-free life. I'm going to suggest to you that you wouldn't actually enjoy a problem-free life. You'd be very bored. The flip mm -hmm. side of that coin is what we would really love is to be that predominant force, that predominant creative force in my life. And whatever comes to me, I don't have to solve that problem. I have to just choose what I'd love. I just have to choose the outcome that I would just enjoy having, right? And practicing that skill and whatever comes to you, because other people are creating their reality, you're just responsible for yours, right? So I want you to think also for a second that you are the director, producer, screenwriter of your own holographic movie. 
you have stepped into your own movie. You are the main character, everybody around you, everybody, your employer, your friends at work or whatever it is, all these people and things are following the script, the script of your own identity, right? So going back to answer the three things that you could do. Number one is we've got to find some quiet time. We have to find some time to answer the question, who am I? Number two, you really got to spend some time really thinking about what it is you want. Not what everybody around you wants, not what your parents want, not what your friends want, not what your girlfriend wants, none of that. We, who are you and what is it that you want? And then the third thing is really to be consistent. If this is just a part-time hobby that you do once in a blue moon because you're in a bad place, um, it's not going to work as well, right? So you have to create the habit. And there's a great book to read on that too. It's called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. He's a Stanford professor. If you want to learn how to create a new habit, in your life. I don't care if it's doing push-ups or, you know, learning something else, you know, there's a way to create a habit. There's actually a science behind it. It's called tiny habits. You start small, you fit it into your life, you be consistent about it. So that's really the, the beginning of this. Number one, you got to want it. You have to want to experience a different life. And if, if you're potentially in that place of having tried everything and you're, you're finding yourself in let's say a state of almost complete hopelessness, like you think nothing is really going to change and nothing can be different. I wanna share this one thing with you at this point, and that is the future is not going to be better than the present moment. The future is just going to be different because when we stop identifying the future as better than the present, we can detach from the present. The, we give the identity an opportunity to shift and move. If we always identify the present as being bad or not good enough or not right, we get anchored in this present moment. And if we look to, well, if I only had that, I could do this. If I, when that happens, then I'll be happy. When that happens, I will experience love. When that happens, I will have money. When that happens, something else happens. I'd like everybody to contemplate just for a second that the future is not better than the present. It's just a different experience. And we can look at the current reality as just what is right now and take responsibility on that level of being a creator and saying, what is now? I created it. And from this place, I'm just going to choose something different. And we'll get to the fifth step too, which is taking aligned action. Okay, we have to be in momentum. We have to take some action. This is kind of where the secret and the law of attraction kind of dropped the ball because a lot of people experience those things and they thought they could sit on their couch in their living room and manifest a Ferrari in their garage or something. You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. We, we have to be in momentum. We have to taking the action that puts us in alignment with our true choice. So that kind of answer your question, like where Abs we're at. Absolutely. And it's boiled up even more questions. Yeah. Um, you said, you said one point where I was actually trying to play with during at the beginning of this year, uh, I picked up the book reality Transurfing, And he says this pretty much the same thing that you said, it's like pull yourself out of your life 
and watch it from the audience as a play is being produced. And it's, it's very hard to do. It's not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. The biggest I found with myself was because my ego wanted something out of that. So, yes. but it was let me starting. Explain, let me explain the ego for a second. Okay. The ego has one job. It is the conscious mind. It is your awareness of this life. The ego wants to maintain the status quo because it knows how to manage it. The ego's job is to keep you safe. The ego's job is to keep you surviving and okay. And every time you desire something other than the current reality, the ego is there to remind you. It's this little voice that comes up and says, hey, John, don't you know we've tried that before and it didn't work out so good? Hey, John, just it's better just to stay here, stay put, okay? Because it's a lot safer. And look, we're, we're in the business of avoiding pain, okay? Yeah, there might be this outside chance that you get some pleasure out of life, but man, that's risky. It's way safer to stay right here, Okay. So when you venture out, I want everybody to know that there is going to be this voice that comes up. And the attitude that we have to take with the egoic mind is one of, thank you very much. I appreciate you keeping trying to keep me safe. Thanks for looking out for me. But this is where we're going. And you are invited to come along. <laughs> That's really good. Because... because the- you acknowledge the ego, you appreciate the ego, you have a level of gratitude for the ego because the conscious mind and the awareness that we have is just what is. It is what you have already created. It's what you're experiencing now. And it's created from the identity and the identity has been created from this, the experiences that we've had in the live stream. It can also be brought forward by up to seven generations of familial history. And when we do a magnetic mind recode, we touch on that. We ask superconscious to go back and to see what the original event was. What was really the root cause? We don't need to know it. We don't need to uncover it. We don't need to solve that problem. That superconscious aspect of yourself. So we have the conscious mind, we have the subconscious mind, and we have a superconscious aspect to ourselves that we have forgotten. But we'll get to that in step four. Awesome. Uh, my question was, how do you separate the ego from the id? Like, how do you separate from what the ego wants to what the id wants? Because the id is more like, you know, the you're, other you're aspect. Into, of you're getting into Freudian stuff there. Okay. Yeah. And my question back to you is who says you have to separate it? That's a good question. I don't think you do. Because we can get into the problem solving reality of saying, Hey, we have to separate the id from the ego, but who said you didn't have to separate them? Who says you even have to give them any energy? Who says you even have to think about them? Do you understand the problem-solving reality? You start going down that rabbit hole, you're going to spend a lot of time, a lot of energy. What are you trying to do? You're trying to fix something that you think is broken. You think you have to separate the ego and the id. id. Who said? Freud said, maybe, right? I haven't gotten into Freud that deep, but that's where the ego and the id comes from. So what if... It could be just as simple as taking the creator stance and focusing on what we love and let the id and the ego work itself out. I like that. Like that? Sounds a little easier, right? What if it could be easy? What if it could be effortless? What if 
our life can become something that we actually love. And it's not this struggle. It's not this wrangling with what we think is. We just focus on what we want. So that, that does lead me into step two, okay? So we got to choose what we want. Step two is we need to create a structural tension in the mind. And all a structure is, is a relationship between two points. And the two points we're going to focus on is what we want and the way it is now. What we want and the way it is now. And not putting any judgment on the two. Remember, the two are just different. One is not better than the other, even though our egoic mind will like to say that, oh, the future would be so cool, that would be so nice, but it's a lot safer here, so we're just going to stay put. It's not worth the risk. But the structural tension, because the mind needs to resolve tension. That's what the mind does. When there's tension, the mind resolves it. So we create the tension on purpose to say, this is what I truly love. This is what I truly love to experience. This is what I want. And this is the way it is now. What I want is the way it is now. Step two. Step three is we need to get into the emotion of the end result. What does it feel like to live the life that you love? And when you imagine and visualize a light, a life in all of its complexity and all of its fullness and all of its wholeness, and you spend time imagining, what does it feel like to live that life? And it's not what you're doing in that life. It's what it feels like. A lot of people flip into what I would be doing when I'm living the life that I love. I'm talking about what does it feel like? And this is important in the quantum physical reality and the creation is because Einstein told us there's only two things in the universe. There's information and there's energy. The energy is that emotion, that desire, that feeling. What does it feel like to really visualize and be in that true choice, in that re end result, in that thing that you would just love to experience? What does it feel like to be there? And so we do that. We create the structural tension. We get into the emotion, the end result. And step four, which is really the magic in the magnetic mind method, is we do a recode. And this is not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. This is basically downloading an update, just like Windows would download an update to the operating system. We're going to download an update from the super conscious aspect of ourselves down to that subconscious mind. And we're going to just rewrite the code that is no longer serving us. And we don't need to know the details. We don't need to solve the problem because we're not broken. We're just updating the code. Right? Right. Right. One of the biggest things that I've been doing this stuff, not that really seriously since January, okay. it's July at the time of this recording. Um, one thing that I found is resistance. Yes. What is the best way that you have seen to move past resistance? Okay. And that, that is the recode. We're on step four right now. That is the purpose of the recode. The purpose of the recode is to melt away resistance to the true choice. So when we do a recode, it takes about 15 minutes and you, you need a coach to do this, right? It, until you learn to do it yourself, you can do a recode in about 15, 20 minutes. And what we do, the entire personal development movement has always been trying to recode the subconscious mind from the conscious mind, from that egoic mind perspective. That's 
positive mental attitude, the affirmations, the secret, the law of attraction, all these different things that when you pick up books at the bookstore, you go to courses, you watch videos, everybody's talking about how you have to have a particular mindset. You have to do it through willpower. You have to do it through your own motivation. You have to do it through, let's say, some struggle to keep that positive mental attitude going so that you can get what you want. At the end, at the end of the day, it's we want what we want, or else why would we go through any of that trouble at all? Right? So in the magnetic mind method, what we're going to do is we're going to come from the superconscious side of our being. And we are going to do a recode to the subconscious programming, consciously not having to know what needs to be rewritten. And so what we do in a recode is we ask superconscious, I basically connect into your superconscious field and I refer to you not as John, but as superconscious because that is who you truly are. You are super conscious. I'm going to speak to that super conscious side of yourself and say, look, do you see the true choice? Do you see the desire? Do you see what the main personality would just love to experience? Super conscious says, of course. Yes, I see it. You already know what it's like now. You know what it feels like to be in the true choice. You know what it feels like now. So there's the structural tension. And we say, we go through a myriad of things, whether it's alignment or family history, emotions, definitions, uh, touch on all the chakras and the health aspects. So it takes a little while to go through all the aspects that we ask super conscious to please bring up any resistance to the true choice and bring that up now and tag it for treatment. Again, we don't need to know what it is. We just know that there is resistance. There's something blocking us. There's something holding us back. It's an aspect of our identity. Remember the I am not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. I'm insignificant. There's an aspect of something that is resisting and blocking us from having the experience of what we would truly love to have. And super conscious sees it, knows it, can tag it, and has no problem with amending the code, because the choice was made when it served us, and today it doesn't serve us. And so we just ask superconscious to please do a massive change history, do an update in the perfect way, in the perfect order. Please just update what needs to be updated to melt away any resistance that's between what I want and where I am now. And what people experience through a recode is just this lightness a shift happens. Some people feel it more than others, whatever. Some people, you know, more than one recode is required. It's not like we change the incomplete identity in one recode session, because what happens is we scrape off some resistance a week later or so, more resistance shows up and comes up. Superconscious can only treat safely what can be treated safely because we're not trying to crash the entire personality or change everything all at once. So the identity slowly begins to move, slowly begins to amend and becomes aligned with the desired reality. And when the identity has shifted, when the identity has relined, let's just take I'm not good enough. So moving from I'm not good enough to I am good enough, right? It, the identity is shifting. Then the focus of the true choice is 
grabbing something from the field of infinite possibility and like a Star Trek tractor beam, okay, is bringing it into the present experience of all the possibilities that exist. This is why what you focus on grows. You're focusing on the one possibility that you would love to experience. And you focus on that and you put the emotion of the end result in and you do a recode, right? To melt away the resistance. And then you learn how to do your own recodes. You know, it takes people usually anywhere between 12 weeks and 12 months to really learn how to do the magnetic mind method for themselves. Depends how diligent they are, depends how, but I'll tell you this, it's the last thing you need to learn how to do, okay? You, there's no other courses. There's nothing else you need to learn how to do. You learn how to do, become super conscious to create the life that you love. There's nothing else you need to know. The truth is you already know it. You just need to remember it. And that's what a coach is for. A coach is there to help you remember who you are, ask you the right questions to really identify what it is you truly want. You as an individuation, as a being, gets you into the emotion of the end result, create that structural tension for you by asking you the right questions. So you get that tension built up in the mind, do the recode for you in the beginning, right? And as you learn how to do that, then the fifth step, what happens is after we do a recode, we say, look, what's the next obvious action step that you should take right now? And superconscious will give you an action step. Mm -hmm. If anybody tells me, I don't know, I'm going to be like, Yes, you do. You do know. You may be afraid to speak it. You may be afraid to feel it. You may be afraid for it to come up, but you do know. That superconscious aspect of yourself knows. And as a coach, I'm going to hold you in that tension. And I'm going to help you get that to the surface. And that true choice, that obvious uh, action step comes through. It could be a simple as making a phone call. It could be as simple as drinking more water if you've got a health focus, right? You gotta hydrate your body more. It could be as simple as, I'm not gonna eat as much fast food. That's the obvious action step, right? I wanna be healthy and vital. And so Superconscious says, look, do this. Now, we just have to be open to that coming to us and not rationalizing it, telling a story around it, making excuses around it as to why we can't do it. Okay. When superconscious speaks to you and gives you that action step, it becomes your job to execute. It becomes your job to do it. Right. And to create the tiny habit, to create whatever needs to happen. You just, you stay consistent. If you really want what you want, then act like it. Okay. So something like Dan Pena says, fake it till you make it. I didn't say fake it. I said, act as if, because okay. in our imagination, the mind cannot tell the difference between imagination and reality. And in the beginning, you may be doing that action in your mind. You may be getting into that emotion of the end result. You may be spending all of your day in imagination or every waking moment that you possibly can, because that is where you want to be. That is what you want. That is where your focus is. And then what happens when we do that, all of a sudden, the universe starts changing the context and the people 
and the circumstances and the reality starts to shift because that possibility is becoming part of the current reality. Mm -hmm. So some people might sound a little woo-woo. It might sound a little strange, a little out there, you know, like, I don't know about this. this that might work for everybody else, but it doesn't work for me. My encouragement would be, you know, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> don't, don't disband it. Don't disservice yourself. Look, everything in life evolves, okay? Things are moving all the time. The only thing that doesn't change is that things change, okay? So what we did 20 years ago in personal development or in positive mental attitude or in mindset or in mindset growth or name it, whatever you want to name it, we, that is moving forward also, right? We, we all do the best we know how to do with the information that we have today. And today we do have the quantum physical information that shows us the nature of the universe. And so why would we not use that? Why would we not capitalize on that to get what it is we want? And all we have to do is just learn how to do it. It, it's not difficult. It's not painful. And even if it was difficult, I'm going to tell you, it's okay to do hard things. All right. It's okay to do things that are hard and apply yourself to something and to learn something and to really practice something. You know, if you want to do yoga, you're going to have to, you know, go through some pain. You're going to have to suffer a little bit to learn those moves, especially if you're doing hot yoga, right? Um, you want to learn how to meditate. It's not easy right? But is it worth it? Yeah. So notice yourself for a second as to what resistance might be coming up for you that that egoic mind immediately jumps up and says, no, not for me. Nope, I can't do that. Nope, tried something like that in the past, didn't work. Okay. And wants to keep you right where you are. Remember, the egoic mind is trying to maintain the status quo. And it's better to suffer or be in mediocrity than it is to chase that dream. If you notice that in your being, don't just discard it. Just notice it for what it is. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to say I'm broken. You don't have to say I'm stupid or I'm dumb or I'm not right or I'm not good enough or whatever comes up. It's not true. Look, our thoughts and our emotions are not real. We create them. And as soon as you get to that 50,000 foot level and you just notice them, like take the observer stance for a second. Like you're sitting on the edge of a river and you're watching the water flow by. And every once in a while, there might be a duck or it might be a log floating down the stream. Maybe there's a raft. Maybe there's something. There's something on the water, something you see, tree branch, some debris, some dirt. It's just moving down the river. Imagine that being thoughts and emotions and things. When you're on the riverbank and you're watching the river go by, you don't need to jump in and deal with any of that. You can just be the observer and allow it to pass by. And if you do that with things like anxiety, depression, with fear, right? You take those emotions and the thoughts that are around those emotions, emotions and just observe them for what they are just for a minute you'll see that their energy dissipates. Their energy kind of melts away. As long as you're not trying to suppress them, oppress them, 
avoid them, push them away, feel them away. And sometimes we do that with alcohol. We do that with stimulants. We do that with all kinds of stuff, right? To not feel the feeling. But if you back up for a second and know that the feeling is really not real, I'm creating this feeling, I'm creating this thought, whatever I'm thinking about this particular feeling or situation or thing, whatever, I'm creating it. I'm doing it. It's not really real. And an evidence on that is how many times have you worried about something that has never come to pass? How many times you've been afraid of something that never happened? You see, the fear wasn't real. The fear was completely manufactured by our mind and our imagination. So instead of allowing fear to manifest or anxiety or depression and, and, and staying in those, back up out of that problem-solving reality, take the creator stance and say, look, I am the predominant creative force in my life. I choose to live a life I love. I just choose it. And because you are a conscious creator, you can have that which you choose. I think over the past 16 to 18 months, we've been living in that kind of state where everybody has been dumping their fears on everyone else. Mm -hmm. And for those who can see it and they can actually step out of that, I mean, they've, it, you can see the two camps now, basically. Yes. yes. Is that this is exactly what you mean by letting go of the emotion of what you feel? Yes. Notice that your emotion and that your thoughts are not real. They are an illusion. They're not real. Because they, they have a beginning, a middle, and an end. They rise, and then they fall, and then they go away, and a new one takes its place. And if you become the observer, you'll see that, that it's so. And you just let it just happen and just experience it and everything and then just let it go kind of thing. When you look at everything from the perspective that everything is just an experience, we are in the human experience. I like to say, you know, many others have said it. It's not my quote. You know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. If I truly am super conscious and I'm an individuation of all that is, I'm that drop of ocean from the essence of ocean, right? I never cease being the ocean, but I came to this place to have a human experience. I was born into this three-dimensional world. I will be here for some time, okay? And I'm going to have all kinds of experiences. Let's say I live a hundred years, have a lot of experiences in 100 years and now we you know there's a whole mix of spiritual traditions religions there's that's what i mean by the subconscious programming what am i allowed to experience what i have permission to experience what 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 have i formulated myself this is that subconscious program that's running that creates the limitation the scarcity the lack and we don't remember our power our power is the power of choice and our super conscious side of ourselves basically says yes to our request. Our egoic mind says, let's just stay put and be safe. And we need that. You couldn't survive without your egoic mind. 
it's what feeds you. It's what keeps you safe. It's what makes you take a shower. You know what I mean? It's what, it, it's just what keeps you alive. You can't live without, but that super conscious part of ourselves, we've completely forgotten about. So the whole quote, um, man plans and God laughs. There you go. There's all kinds of interesting quotes, right? When you look at things from that observer level, you know, a man plans his way and, you know, God laughs. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And the more you practice this, the more you really look at it. I mean, look, the end result is we want more pleasure and less pain in our life. Or if we can't get to pleasure, how about we want less pain and more satisfaction in our life? Less pain, more satisfaction in every aspect of life. <laughs> this is how you can get it. This is, this is what you learn to do. And again, it's not our opinion. This is based on quantum physical science discovery. The experiments have been done. Like if Lynn Taggart's book, you read that. They had somebody in a lead-lined room on one side of the planet, lead-lined room on the other side of the planet, secret envelopes, double-blind, all that kind of stuff. Nobody could know what's in the envelopes. They bring the envelopes around the world. One person opens up the envelope. The other person knows what's in the envelope. How is that possible? Some people say coincidence. Yeah, well, they've done it a bunch of times, and it's not a coincidence anymore, okay? They have experimented this. I mean you know, you get deep into what the US military is doing and stuff like that, there's going to be a day when you can fly a fighter jet with your thoughts. Okay, how does how does that work? Again, we there is always a skeptical part to us and say, Oh, it can't be that way. Well, if you believe that, then you're right. And it won't be that way. If you can open up for a second and say, you know, what if? What if that's actually true? What if life could be that way? What if I could have that experience without having to dig up and uncover and fix myself from what the past made me or did for me? What if, what if it could be easy? What if I could just, what if I could just choose what I love, focus on that, melt away some resistance and take the next obvious action? How would that be? Yeah. So you um, told me I had like a hundred questions, so I'll let you get to your questions. <laughs> well you're stirring up a hundred more <laughs> uh, i was just gonna i was just gonna say that uh in the martial arts that i practice we practice uh the, the esoteric aspect of it was based off of uh greek orthodoxy christian christian greek orthodoxy well russian orthodoxy yeah. and um the whole thing behind it was you know we are connected so that double blind test, it doesn't, it, to me, it makes sense because we're all connected. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm in Toronto and you're in Arizona, if I open up something here, if you are connected to me, you will know what I opened. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just because we are part of that um, field, field, God presence, whatever we are one, we, we are all part of it. So uh the one question that I did want to ask you, and I'm kind of just going backwards a little bit with uh, living in the emotion of the end result. Yeah. What if somebody tells you, I can see what I want, but I can't feel it? 
Yeah, I've had that happen. And um, it is difficult to get in touch with your feelings sometimes because we have been desensitized sometimes or we've been in a particular identity state for a long time where this ability to feel has been maybe numbed out a little bit, right? And we are in that place potentially where we say, you know, I, I, I can't get there. I don't feel anything. I, my encouragement to that person would be is to continue to try to continue to get into that end result, to feel what it feels like. Another way of saying that could also be, tell me what that person that's living that end result, what do they believe about themselves? What do they believe about other people? What do they believe about life? What do they believe about the world? What are some of the beliefs maybe? Because beliefs are kind of tied to those feelings. And so instead of maybe if I just focus on, and, and I'll give you an example of what the feelings are. Feelings are things like, I feel confident, I feel free, I feel exuberant, I feel, and so maybe just looking at the words, sometimes that helps too. And that's why having a coach helps too. So that person that is stuck and can't feel, um, I can guarantee you that if you spend, you know, an hour, an hour and a half with me, um, we're going to identify some of those feelings and we're going to get some of those words down on paper and you will get in touch with those feelings. Look, anybody that's accomplished anything great in life from Tiger Woods to LeBron James to Madonna, Prince, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, I don't care who we look at in the celebrity realm, they've all had coaches. Every one of them have had coaches. That's the common denominator. And I'm here to tell you too that not all of them have spent the time and energy to perfect their personality. If you look at all of them, they're not perfect personalities. They have not refined every aspect. I'll tell you the one common denominator that they all have is that they've all focused on what they love to do. They are all intently focused on what they love and what they want to create and what they want to do and what they love doing. That is what they're focused on. They're not perfect people. They don't have it all figured out. Okay. But they have achieved what they've achieved because they have this intense focus on what they love to do. They know what they want. They know who they are and they are being who they are. They, they are acting as if they are who they are. Therefore they manifest more and more and more in that direction of their true choice. And they are living their true nature and purpose. And they are the predominant creative force in their life. And they are many times living lives that they love. Although you look, see what's, what's twisted in our world is really the definition of success. You have to define your own definition of success. It's critical for you to decide what is successful for you. Because if you take everybody else's definition of success, it may just lead to ultimate frustration for you because it's not what you really love. It's not what you really want. And sometimes we look at celebrities, we look at people that have been deemed by our culture to be successful. And if you really could get past, you know, the pages of People Magazine and the social media, and, you know, let's lay this reality out. Nobody really shows their dark side. Everybody on social media is showing the best of the best of the best, what they can possibly show. But if you were waking up with them in the morning to have breakfast or something like that, and you really saw what they're dealing with, you might not be that impressed. You might not be that lustful to live their life. 
And why would you want to live their life? Look, there's only one of you. Why would you not want to live your life? You don't have to live somebody else's life, but we haven't spent enough time choosing what we would want our life to be like in the details of it. I, I love to use the example of my average perfect week. You know, what am I doing on Monday? What am I doing on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What am I doing? And many of us might even think, well, I don't know what I'd be doing. Well, don't you think it's time to figure it out? Don't you think it's time to spend some time thinking about contemplating, meditating on that part and really thinking about getting into that end result space? And what would I, what do I really love? What I really just love. And it may not come up in two seconds for you. And that's okay. Okay. That is okay. It is about desire. And I always love to say this, you know, what if your desires are God's plan for your life, whatever, however you define God, whatever tradition you come from, but let's just take God as that universal word that we use. But what if your desires that, that, that love, that feeling, that desire that comes up in your being, what if that is your true nature and purpose? What if, that, what if that is who you're supposed to be? What if? I'll tell you in front of me right here, beyond my computer screen, you know, is a big picture and it says, what if on it? Those two words have changed a lot for me in my life. What if? Just asking the question, what if? What if it doesn't have to be this way? What if it could be easy? What if it could just be different? What if it could be different? And listen for the answer. Listen to your super conscious side coming through. Yeah, you know, some people like to pray, right? And I, I've always said about praying is we talk too much. We talk more than we listen. To me, prayer and meditation is about listening and hearing what that highest and best version of yourself has to say but we're we're noised out there's so many influences coming into our life so many things coming at us many of many people live their life by likes and shares the on the approval of others and the self-esteem movement and all these kind of things but have no idea really of who they are and what they want and i'm just here to tell you that whatever it is that you truly do want you can create Awesome. Very, very, very awesome. Um, and I totally agree with you. For the longest time, I was off of Facebook. It wasn't up until I started uh, VO Fitness again, where I got back into it. It seems like a rabbit hole down that place. It's not a fun rabbit hole, but necessary one sometimes. I mean, I love it to see pictures of my family and my kids and, you know, keep in touch with what's going on and all that. I think it's beautiful for that. But if we're not aware of how our personality is getting wrapped into social media and we're allowing something outside of ourselves to define who we are or who we should be or what we, would, what we should even desire, be aware of that. And you may need to take a detox from social media. You may need to shut it off for a while. I'm not saying cancel it for the rest of your life or you can never do it. Look, there's black and white and good and bad to just about anything. It's what you choose, how you choose to utilize it, how you do it, right? Because for business purposes, Facebook has a purpose, right? 
And if you use it for that, fine. But if you're using it for voyeurism, let's put it that way, to live your life through the lives of others, that may be something you want to uh, think about. And is that really what you want? Yeah. And all this falls into a line to action. So how would you help somebody create that line to action? The line to action comes through those five steps. Number one, it's having the true choice. It's getting into the emotion and really visualizing, okay? We're in Olympic season right now, right? So you think about the athletes and how much time they've spent visualizing themselves winning a gold medal or breaking a new world record. They have seen themselves do it thousands of times. They've put in the work. They have done what is necessary to, you know, get their body to the place that it can perform at that level. But most of the work is happening in their mind to compete, right? Um, that is really where this game is played. This game is played in the mind mm -hmm. before it ever shows up in reality, right? And that's why you can have whatever it is you can imagine. Whatever you can imagine, you can have. And all we need to do is recode the resistance out of the way so that you can take that action. And that's awesome. why I like that book, Tiny Habits. It's a, it's a great way that when you see actions or obvious actions that are congruent and alignment with what you want, just know that you do have to be in action. You do have to be in momentum. You do have to be moving in that direction. That's in congruent alignment with what you say you want. And the more we do the action steps, the more we recode out the resistance, the more we become synonymous and acting as if that true choice was already in existence, the more that information and that vibration goes into the quantum field to draw in more and more of that possibility into the active experience, into our present moment. And as soon as it passes through the present moment, it becomes part of our past. And I like to say the past is evidence. It just becomes part of that evidence. And hindsight becomes 2020. And we look at, oh yeah, I, I am worthy. I am good enough. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. And so then that choice then makes a transition from I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life to I am the predominant creative force in my life. I choose to live the life that I love to I am living the life that I love. Right? I choose to be healthy and vital to I am healthy and vital. I have that experience now. I am that. You see that shift, right? That's what happens because as that possibility comes into the present moment and then moves into our past, we are becoming that true choice. And the whole trick is acting as if right now. We need to be it in order to see it. We need to become it. We need to be it now so that it shows up in reality. And the mind is that playground. The mind is where that happens. And the word you brought up, resistance, that is the thing that's keeping us from what we want. Awesome, awesome. Uh, another 
big thing with that is being able to stay focused. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not stay focused. I have an idea, throw it out there. I work it hard. It doesn't take, I lose interest. How do you help people stay focused? It's through repetition, right? So it's in small bites. It's, um, you know, when you work with a coach, you're doing it on a regular basis. And it is the coach that keeps you in alignment with what you said you wanted, right? A coach, all the coach is doing is helping you stay aligned with what you told me you wanted. Having an accountability partner, having somebody outside of yourself to ask you daily or weekly, you know, hey, John, are you doing what you said you were going to do? Are you being consistent? Are you doing it every day? You know, somebody in your life that has the permission to say, John, I thought you said you wanted this. I thought we identified the obvious action that you needed to take to become congruent and in alignment with what you said you wanted. I don't want to hear the excuses of why you couldn't do it. We're just going to realign. We're going to refocus and we're going to continue to do what we said we want. Unless what you want has changed. Um, I got probably 50 questions around that too, as to why it's changed, right? Because we're going to do a lot of work in picking that true choice and really figuring out what it is you would truly love to manifest. And then you need somebody that's just going to hold you accountable. That, that is the best way to maintain your focus. Because if we're going to do it from our own willpower and our own motivation, we already know that's not sustainable. Right? Until we maybe practice enough or we get enough evidence enough or we see some result happening, that's when maybe our own willpower and our own motivation start kicking in and become more reliable sources of maintaining focus. In the beginning, just like you go to the gym or you learn martial arts, what do you got in martial arts? You got somebody in the dojo or whatever you call it, right? Telling you how to punch, how to kick, how to do this. And you do the work and they keep correcting you. They keep aligning you. They keep refining your form. Same thing in yoga, right? When you go to do yoga and you learn those positions, you don't know them on day one. You don't know how to do this the first day you show up. Why would you even expect to know how to do this on the first day? You don't. So you need somebody that's going to speak into your life and take you kind of by the hand and show you the next step and kind of put up the guardrails. If that's the end destination, if that's what you want, I can help you get there. No, you said something really interesting and with the motivation, and it really ties into the fitness industry, which I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these new year resolutioners, you see it, you see it all the time. Christmas comes around, everybody's like, I'm going to the gym January 1st. The, the gyms are packed yes. for two weeks. And then they're empty for the rest of the year. (laughs) I always like to say everybody's eating chocolate by February 14th. You know what I mean? Like Valentine's Day comes around, all them New Year's resolutions all gone. I'll do it next year. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point. So let's talk about, you know, why do people join the gym? Because they want to lose weight. 
I'm here to tell you that. that losing weight is not the true choice. No. It's not, right? The true choice is there's something else that you want that you think the weight loss is going to get you. So what is it you really want? Do you want to find that loving relationship, right? That, that relationship that you've been lusting for all of your life and you think you need to go to the gym and lose 20 pounds so that you can be attractive to this potential mate in the future? Do you want to lose 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, whatever, because you really have a health crisis going on? Is it the resolution of diabetes? Is it the resolution of something else, right? That's why you wanted to join the gym. I need to lose a certain amount of weight. The weight loss is not the true choice. Oh. Right? So it's getting into the end result of what is it that you really want? What do you really desire? What experience are you really looking for? Is it the experience of looking in the mirror and being pleased? That's why I'm, that's why I'm going to do some weightlifting or aerobics or whatever I'm going to, you know, choose. And the creating of the tiny habit of actually going to the gym and sustaining it for a year instead of two weeks, right? And quitting. What's the difference? Your motivation is not going to sustain you. Your willpower is not going to sustain you. That's proven. We know it. The gym owners know it. You bought a membership. You're paying every month and you don't show up. What's going to change? What needs to change is the identity. The identity needs to shift from I am someone that works out regularly. That's where it needs to come to, to I am someone that does not work out regularly. See, it's the identity like of a smoker too, okay? You take the identity of a smoker and a smoker has the behavior of a smoker. If you have the identity of a non-smoker, you have the behavior of a non-smoker. It's just that simple. It's the I am statement. And how do you make that shift? You make that shift by choosing what you would love. And like in the weight loss thing, you don't love the weight loss. That's not what you love. You want what you love, what the weight loss is going to give you. And you have to find that, what that thing is. And that's what you have to focus on. Right. And just like you said, a good coach will help that person, that guy or girl, with that weight loss, yes. staying true to that North Star. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not that you're broken or that you're wrong or there's some judgment. Look, everybody needs someone in their life to speak into it. And your parents might not be the ones that did it. Your, your other people in your life may not be qualified to do it or know how to do it, right? So this is where being open to you know, you want to manifest a different reality in your life, you're going to have to do something different than you've been doing. It's just that simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I could honestly spend another two hours with you just talking, but yeah. <laughs> maybe there might be a part two to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's always the possibility for a part two. <laughs> uh, we are coming up close to the end of the show. And these are the seven or eight questions I ask all my guests. And I'd like okay. just like your feedback on these on these topics. Okay. Uh, with the increase in people suffering from depression from the uh, from this recent uncertainty that we're living in, what would be the one thing that you could tell them to keep their hopes up? 
So the one thing from my optimal health strategy background, and again, I've, I've worked with over 300 physicians, I have read many, many medical studies that tie a thyroid deficiency to depression. So the first thing that I would recommend, and you have to find a physician that actually thinks along these lines, it's called subclinical hypothyroidism, where all your blood work looks completely normal but a little bit more will make you feel completely different, okay? So it's really finding the right physician, the right practice, the people that think along those lines that we're just not looking for normal levels on blood work, but I've read medical study after medical study after medical study that has linked a clinical thyroid deficiency to the experience of depression. What's the one thing that you do daily that amplifies your ability to stay focused? The one thing that I do daily, daily is I work on my intuitive skills. It's something I've done for the last couple of years because connecting with superconscious and my ability to coach and do recodes for people is tied to really um, increasing my intuitive ability. So to me, intuition is one of those skills that we all have it. Um, and the more you work with it, the more you desire to use it, the more it becomes an active part of your life. So that's, that's the main thing that I do is I work on my intuitive skills. Nice. If you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself at 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? At 20 years old, I would say, look, um, you need to surround yourself with people that have been where you want to go. Do not listen to people that have not been where you want to go. You cannot take advice from people that have not done what you wish to do. And so remember that you are influenced by the, the top five people that are in your life most. Those five people, you need to evaluate who's around you and maybe replace a few of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Looking back, would you change anything? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Looking back, would I change anything? You know, probably not because I really look in the quantum physics physical reality that the experiences that I've had, although some of them been painful and undesirable and probably not what I would consciously choose today, they have made me who I am today. And a lot of what I do today comes out of the context of so much experience. And so I always look at life as first half of life, second half of life. You learn a lot of things in the first half of life that really make life easier in the second half of life. And this is all in the human experience. So honestly, I would have to answer, you know, would I change anything? No, I wouldn't change it because the entire life stream that I've been through has made me who I am today. And today I have the skills to help a lot of people get where they want to go. And I can see things the way I see them. I've experienced it pretty much all, been there, done that. And it gives me a unique perspective and experience in business, in personal life, being a father, having managed relationships, having done so many different business things that 
there's a very rare situation when I cannot intuitively get into someone's space and be able to help them, you know, get to the next level. Awesome. Awesome. What scares you? I got asked that the other day too, again, and I, I answered with, and it's really the one thing, you know, drowning scares me <laughs> and fire scares me. Those are the two fears that I haven't done a personal recode on yet, but you know, it would be a drowning event, something close to that, um, or uh, fire. Yeah. Those two things would scare me. Okay. <laughs> uh, where do you see magnetic mind method in the next five years? You know, I, I think magnetic mind method will become very, very popular because of its effectiveness and end results and people getting re the results that they want, finally getting what they want in life and it being an easy, relatively easy method to be consistent with and to get going. And, and I love the fact that it's based on science. So the more that the coaches that are certified in the world, you know, join shows like you and, and share this, uh, again, what we're calling a revolution in the personal development space, the more someone's going to tell someone, going to tell someone. So in five years, I could see it being easily 10 times, you know, bigger than it is today. And it is really an unknown thing. Um, you don't see it a lot out there, but it's, it's coming you know, more and more people are going to be talking about the magnetic mind method and, and having had a recode experience. Nice. Nice. How about you personally? What are, where am I going to be in the, last, in the next five years? I mean, my vision, my desire, my true choice is to impact about 10 million people's lives with this kind of um, impact so that they can actually you know, take action, take charge of their life to change their destiny. That's been my thing in medicine. When I was working in the medical field, I've always had this passion, this desire to, that when I look back on my life, you know, everybody has this thing and wants your life to matter. So I guess I, I want my life to matter. And the way I'm going to do that is by impacting at least 10 million people to inspire them to take charge and to take action so that they can experience not a better destiny, but a different destiny than they're on the path for right now. Very nice. Uh, where can people find more about you? Best place is dreamlifemasters.com, dreamlifemasters with an S.com. I have some free resources for people. You can join a webinar also to learn more about the science of the quantum physical reality and manifestation. And then uh, I do want to make an offer to people that have resonated with the conversation that we've had today and maybe want to experience this recode. And I do it when I'm a guest on a podcast. And that is because uh, I love podcasting. I think podcasting is great. So I usually charge $397 to do an hour and a half one-on-one -on -one recode session with me. Uh, but for your listeners, I'm going to do it for 109. Okay. Massive discount. Take advantage of it. If you've resonated with anything we've talked about today and to get that, you go to questforthequan.com. Q-U-E-S-T-F-O-R-T-H-E-Q-U-A-N questforthequan.com and you can get a one-on-one -on -one recode session to really experience the five steps, get to the true choice, get the recode, get to the next obvious action and really just feel a shift in the identity happen. And 
a lot of people ask me where Quan comes from. If you ever watched the movie Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise, um, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in there and he's like, Jerry, I need the Quan. I need the Quan. Well, what's the Quan? The Quan is everything. It's respect. It's love. It's money. It's, you know, it's the whole enchilada, let's say. So he called it the Quan. And when I saw that movie, I'm like, I want that too. That's what I want. It's not one thing. It's everything. And I want it all harmoniously and simultaneously abundantly to show up. And so that's why I call it that. Awesome. And we will post both links with the show notes, plus links to your social media with your permission. Sweet. So people, so people can get easy access to you and your content and you, you as well. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, any final thoughts? You know, my, my final thought is always look, learn to become super conscious so you can live the life that you love. It's possible. And more importantly, it's possible for everyone listening there. You don't have to be spiritual. You don't have to be a great meditator. You don't have to have experience in this. It's possible for everyone that's hearing the sound of my voice today. Take action, explore it, check it out. Gunther, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you and this magnetic mind method. Um, I had no idea what it was up until I started digging into it and I was completely blown away. So I'm really grateful for all the stuff that you're doing. I think it's, I think it's amazing. And we are, I, I personally do feel and all my past guests do feel the shift in light in the world as well, going towards this as well. So um again I, I i give gratitude to you for being one of the pioneers it is extremely scary and extremely beneficial to be a pioneer yeah so for that i huge props to you all right and thank you for getting the message out there and doing what you do to consistently you know host your podcast and be in the medium to uh share the messages of all the guests that you have you know thank you thank yeah. you Going through hard times is just a test. What you need to know is that when you get out of whatever you're going through, you will be stronger than ever before, and you don't need to go through it alone. Always know that you are not alone. Stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories that are just like yours. Until then, to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or a good night wherever you may be in this crazy world.